been a while. It has been. Not for everyone else, <laughs> yeah. but for us, it's been a while. How many, like two or three weeks? At least three weeks, probably. Yeah. So. so, so yeah, tell me about your... No, your, no, no. We have good news and bad news. Okay. Like, I mean, yours is kind of good news, but wasn't always good news. Let's get your, your you want to talk about your, your surgery and your last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sucked. Um, if anyone wants to get a septoplasty, which is like getting your, uh, your, your septum fixed, uh, go into it with caution. Don't <laughs> think it's like a cakewalk because it is by far, for me, it was the most brutal thing I've probably ever experienced. And I've had a hair transplant, <laughs> yeah. which, which was like them cutting into my scalp and ripping out a chunk of my skin and putting in my hair, like, you know, and that was like, like th- that was brutal, but this was by f- far the worst. And I think what made it the worst was because it messes with your breathing mm-hmm. and, um, your entire nose. Well, first of all, your nose is full of nerve endings and that's why, um, you have so much blood whenever you, like if you bump your nose, that's why people get bl- bloody noses and they oh, just last God. so long because your nose is just packed full of just nerve endings and vessels and, um, pretty so, much all winter. Every time I blow my nose, I get a nosebleed. Really? The dryness? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, for me, they did an also a turbinate reduction, which is shortening the length of the, um, turbinates. You can Google that. I'm not going to explain it. But so anyway, I went into it thinking it was just a septoplasty. And then when I got there, they're like, Oh, it's also a turbinate reduction. I was like, sure, do that. Anyway, um, two to three days of constant blood dripping out of my nose. And it wasn't just like a drip. Both of my nose nostrils were packed full of blood and stents. So I couldn't breathe, but because your nose is packed, you have to fully mouth breathe. And because you're mouth breathing, your throat hurts and your lips are dry. And, um, then on top of that, just the pain of being post-surgery, and then uh, once they took the stints out, I got an infection and I had a fever of 101 for over a week. And then I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, you have a sinus infection. And so I was like, oh, I have a sinus infection on top of recovering from a surgery. And so now I'm on antibiotics. So why did you decide to get this surgery? Like at the end of the, the end result, <laughs> the whole time that I was asking myself that question, mm-hmm. like, why am I doing this to myself? But the biggest reason was because I, I really could not breathe out of my right nostril like at mm-hmm. all. And I thought that's just how life was. Like you grow up your whole life thinking that like, that's just how it is. But whenever John, like John's really into fitness and health and he was telling me how he would do these things called nose breathing exercises or like he would run and only do nose breathing. And I was like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, how do you just nose breathe through a run? And whenever I would go on walks and try nose breathing, I'd be like, choking and suffocating like i can't get enough air and then um went to the doctor he's like oh yeah i came and see up your right nostril it's too deviated and i was like oh that explains my chronic sinus infections i'm always getting that explains why i can't sleep very well um that explains this it might feed into this blood issue that i have and so there's more pros than cons yeah so it'll be interesting to see how the next couple weeks and months even years too, mm-hmm. just being able to breathe. It'll be like a new life. Like, well, what I'm noticing is I'm still really swollen. I might even sound clogged. I don't know, but I'm noticing now when I sleep at night, I'm actually sleeping better 
than when I did prior and I'm still really swollen. Yeah. Like I'm not waking up as much throughout the night. Wow. Yeah. Cause it, it is interesting. Like when you think about like what I've read, like uh, this is what my big takeaway from the book. I read breath. Your mouth is for eating. Your nose is for breathing. Huh? Like our, yes, you can breathe through your mouth, but ideal, like your nose is like the primary, your primary breath it. work. That is the purpose of your nose, you mm. know, for well smelling things, but like breathing. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I forget there's like, when you look at by like the biology of it, like it's, it's what it's designed for, but yet you go into the annals of like, you know, health and things like that. And like ear, nose and throat and all of that stuff. Like there's, there's nothing about that, you mm-hmm. know, about using your nose as a, as a breath work. Like whenever I went in for my physical the other day, the doctor was like, need you to take a deep breath. And like, whenever I picture a deep breath, I picture a deep nasal fill my stomach up just you know and like and he's like no through your mouth i'm like what huh it felt so weird like i was like i can't get i can't get the same type of relaxation through my mouth than my nose huh it just doesn't just it feels like work it just feels like i'm like i'm suffocating i wonder why through your mouth wouldn't it i don't i think it allows them to hear better oh. than through your nose so i think it's not because they believe that you should i think it's just has to do with yeah they can hear but, the gurgle or whatever it would be yeah yeah it, it is really fascinating i just know partly talking through john but just in general how important getting a proper oxygen to the body is and how a lot of people don't breathe right yeah <laughs> the majority of people aren't taught how to breathe which sounds strange because we just do it naturally but we're all just taking shallow breaths all day yeah and then how that affects your brain health and that how that affects cognitive abilities and um sleep and all that stuff and i was like man like if i have a chance to fix something that could affect long term like pay dividends in the end like why sure. like, why not so whenever I was suffering that week, I was like, okay, this is short term suffering, long term. Yeah. Then that's what got me through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. You know, you bring that up and like, that's the one book that's called breathe by James Nestor. He really talks about that. that most people, they don't, they don't know how to breathe because they never, and they, they sit all day. They're, they're hunched over their mouth breathing, you know, and they're just, they're, they just don't get enough air mm. and air oxygen it's it's life you uh-huh. know and our body needs it uh, isn't and, it funny how then we we then drink stimulants to get us feeling awake whenever really we could just mm-hmm. be probably breathing a little better i mean like, i guarantee you every anybody that's listening to this if you just stop straighten up and just take a big deep nasal inhalation for six seconds and do a nice and then even 12 or like you know you do like box breathing you know like two seconds in four seconds out mm. and then you, as you get better you can do like three and six and mm. four and eight you know and you can get up to six and 12 but like the ideal i forget the exact it's about six seconds in six seconds out is like the ideal breath hmm you know, but if you if you do that big nasal inhale, like all the way filling your lungs up, you just feel good. Mm-hmm. You feel better. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 peaceful. But you ask like anybody, take a big deep breath, and what they're doing is they're like, and their shoulders yeah. go up. You know, and you're constricting your lungs. Like when in reality, what you should be doing is like sticking your gut out, mm-hmm. filling up your belly. Your shoulders shouldn't move. Like when you're breathing, you should be like. And you fill up your belly, but people don't want to do that because it makes them look fat. Yeah. 
Well, all of America is, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, it's fascinating breath. Yeah, it really is. And that was the biggest thing. So, um, but the surgery, man, no joke. So yeah, well, it sounds like you're on the, on the mend right now and you're yeah. in the healing process, but you've got all of the complicated healing stuff out of the way. Yeah. It's just crazy. So surgery is no fun. And you, have you ever been put under anesthesia? It's been a while. Yeah. So the last time I was put under was like 10 years ago. And every time I go to be put under, I, I'm sure everyone tries this. I always try to fight it. I always, I always <laughs> yeah. try to see how long it can hold yeah, out. Good luck. Dude, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I remember she was like, all right, now I, I just didn't, I just like administered it to you. And I was thinking like, okay. And yeah. then you're just lights out. I thought the same thing that I was probably 17. Maybe I was, I think it was for my wisdom teeth to get those out. Um, and she was like, uh, I thought I was like, I'm strong willed child. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going to fight it. Watch this. I'm going to piss him off. I'm not going to. And I got to like, they're like, all right, count down from 10. I think I got to like nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you, next thing you know, you're waking up like, what the f- just happened here? Like, yeah. Well, and I couldn't help but think about your, your wife, Emily. Oh gosh. Um, Cause with this surgery, I was scared because they say, Whenever, whenever they're changing your airways, literally <laughs> reconstructing my airways, yeah. there's like, you know, things can go wrong. Like mm-hmm. you could lose sense of smell. Like you might mm-hmm. wake up and never be able to taste or like smell oh, again. Yeah. Um, and you know, with Emily, there was a guarantee, you yeah. know, if, for those of you who don't know, we have an episode about, um, Emily who had a brain tumor, got it removed and she lost hearing in one of her ears. And she knew like that was going to happen. Right. But for me, there was just like, this could happen. But I was just kind of sitting there thinking like, wow, like the bravery that she had going into mm-hmm. that. It's like crazy. Yeah. Especially knowing like in her scenario, no symptoms. Like she had very, very few uh-huh. symptoms than what most people have. You know, most people already are losing their hearing in one or both sides. And she had full, complete hearing mm-hmm. in both sides, but this tumor was still growing, mm-hmm. which we were baffled by, obviously. Yeah. Knowing going in, like, I'm going in feeling great, except for this tumor in my head. And I'm coming, like, I'm volunteering to lose one side of hearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, I think that really, that really got to her yeah. in the beginning. So, yeah. So I just, I was thinking about her a lot whenever I was in the hospital, like getting ready for surgery. I was like, man, like I might lose my sense of smell. I might- that would change everything. Like, you, could you be fine? Yeah. But like to not be able to smell anything anymore. Yeah. Some cases would be amazing. In other cases would be like, man, I really just want to. <laughs> like you wouldn't have any, you wouldn't have any more incense fires in your house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No candles. Yeah. But the, but then I but like my, my smell has been jacked up since sure. then. And they said it, it can take weeks and weeks for yeah. it to come back. But like a part of me is like, man, like, do I smell bad? Like, I don't, I don't know. You do what you would always <laughs> normally do. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just interesting. Could you know. imagine though, like how many memories we associate with smells? It's very, and I you mean, look and yeah. you t- for that to be gone. Yeah. I'm sure you'd get used to it, but still like, because you never really, I don't think you really truly fully appreciate that memory and until you smell the smell. Yeah. So it's not like, but I, I, we know that exists though, that that mm-hmm. happens and that would be hard. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I th- don't they say that smell is one of the most powerful senses that there are? Like, 
it's taking you back to like a, a time. Probably, yeah. Because like when I walk into my grandpa's house, the second I enter his house, mm-hmm. it, I just get flooded with like yeah. how I felt as a kid and and. And that's more so than vision. Like, it's because I smell what it smelled like. I, I can yeah. feel it. It's not weird. Me. Yeah. You can see it. Like, no, yeah, I remember that. But when you smell it. Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's why people like to sleep with, like, other, like, their significant other's belongings. Like, have you mm-hmm. ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, like, give, give, like, whenever you're dating someone and your girl has a certain hoodie she always wears and you want to sleep with her hoodie or she sleeps with your hoodie, and it's like, you're not sleeping because it's the hoodie. You're sleeping because it smells like yeah. them and it makes them feel like they're close. Yeah. So, so if you could lose one of your five senses, uh, yeah. which one would you give up? So we got sight, smell, sound, taste, taste, and touch, touch, not, not sound, not sight. I'd probably do taste. Yeah, I'm thinking taste too. Yeah, I would actually prefer to lose taste. If I could lose taste, I'd that lose would weight. Be amazing. I know, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good weight loss. I mean, how much of food is an emotional thing because uh-huh. of the taste? Mm-hmm. And I, well, I would imagine if you would lose the. I wonder how it would be like because this is a fictitious scenario here. Yeah. Like, what a, your taste and smell is is tied together. Mm-hmm. You could smell the food, but you couldn't taste it. I think I that, that would be would enough work. for me. If just I could, to just not be able to taste it. Yeah, it's because like, like for mm. me, I love Indian food, but I love like I love the aroma of Indian food. Mm-hmm. So if I could just smell the plate and like ah, you might eat less <laughs> of it. You still eat it, yeah. but probably less of it because there's then not that taste enjoyment of the food too. It'd yeah. be interesting. I would lose taste for sure. Like that is the one thing about COVID that I found fascinating that some people lose taste and smell, and I was like, gosh, if I can get it, I hope that that's one of my symptoms. Yeah, just to see what it would be like. Uh-huh. to then not have that like plaguing me all the time like yeah because you don't care what you eat then like just give me give me all the healthy things yeah yeah just give me all the healthy things with no no seasonings that make it worse for me like, yeah probably me save money too yeah <laughs> you know if you know like it, it it would probably be a really difficult transition <laughs> obviously but like if i knew this is what i need to eat every day for optimal performance and then just give me that food. Yeah. Actually, I would prefer if they would just, if it would just be like a shake or something. Yeah. Or like just make it a bar, just something easy that I could just pre make. Uh, Dude, it would make life so much easier. Yeah. We should offer a service where we kill your sense of taste. Just get rid of your sense of taste. I'm, I'm sure there's probably something in the works. Some diet companies probably like, yep, yeah, let's just take this supplement. You'll lose your sense of taste. And there you go. Have you seen those <laughs> supplements that change? bitter things to sweet things no yeah there's a pill that you can take or even like a it's like a pill or like a thing that you pop in your mouth and it dissolves oh. but you can eat uh like a lemon like a raw lemon and it'll taste like lemonade or you can oh. eat like a raw oh. lime and it'll taste like you're drinking limeade interesting and um it lasts for like a couple hours yeah but you, like, like a grapefruit if you eat a grapefruit it'll taste like you're eating candy and instead of bitter, so there's stuff like that. But yeah, do you want to talk about what's going on in your life? Sure. I mean, we got back from vacation. You're obviously. super tan. <laughs> um, spent a lot of time. Most of that actually came from Memorial Day. We were <laughs> out all day. Well, it was really nice when we were out, but like Memorial Day, we get, we got home and it was like 55 degrees and rainy mm. for two days. It was awful, and then finally the sun came out, and I was like. <sighs> 
I need the sunshine again. And I was outside a lot and probably got most, most of my sun then. Yeah. <laughs> so um, on your trip, you went like deep sea fishing. We did. Well, we went to, <clears throat> we were originally going to go out to California for my cousin's wedding, but because of COVID, they couldn't plan it far enough ahead um, for people to make plans. So we had all this time off. And so we went and spent two days in Sparta, North Carolina, um, or two full days. So drove down then two full days. And then from there we drove to little Tybee or Tybee Island in Georgia. And the North Carolina place was, it was in, in the mountains of North Carolina. And we started driving back to the place and then we drive on this like rough paved road for about a minute and a half. And then we turned off on this dirt road for like, and we just kept going on this huh. dirt road. And there's like no houses, no nothing. And we keep going down this dirt road like two minutes. And then there's the cabin. Wow. No, but there's nobody around. And it was just a cabin in the middle of, you know, and there was still some cell service there, but like there was nobody. It was super quiet other than the stream or the river that oh, was uh, that. flowing in the yard. Like you couldn't hear a thing. Yeah. Um, but ironically, it wasn't dead quiet because of the river constantly mm -hmm. flowing. And it was a nice house. The bed was incredibly uncomfortable, so I slept on the couch. Mm. Um, but well, it was what, a nice two days. you have a bare mattress, it's hard to... <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but yeah, I did some fishing there. We did a big hike on Stone Mountain, which is this incredible mountain made out of stone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's huge. Mm. Um, you really can't... I mean, pictures don't do it justice, um, the size of this mountain that's just a gigantic rock. Mm. Um, and then we just kind of hung out the following day uh, and then drove to Sparta or drove to Tybee Island, got a nice little place. It was on a little creek, you know, so we had a little back deck overlooking the creek. Wasn't planning on fishing in that little creek, but our neighbors were. Hmm. Um, so I was like, all right. So we, <laughs> we fished off the back there and caught some fish. Nice. Um, and did it did a couple of things. Emily really liked doing a couple of the. There was some civil war battles that were down there. Pulaski, Fort Pulaski was down there, so we checked that out. And uh, went offshore fishing on Tuesday. And uh, I'd never done offshore fishing before. Didn't know what it was like, but I I knew you know it gets a little rough. But I thought once you got out far enough, it wasn't rough anymore. Mm. Like all right, let's do it. We can do it. So we get on this boat. You know, and it's it's a big boat. I mean, it's that's what it's for. And it's just the four of us and our two captains, right? And we start going out and it's awesome. Like he hits the sound, opens it up, and we're just cruising, you know. And then we hit the ocean. Uh-huh. And all right, we hit some waves and like it was fun <laughs> for a little bit. And like we're hitting a wave and going down, hitting a wave, going down. And then we see this other boat that's got like two hulls, you know, and it's open underneath in the middle. It just cruising and it's like catching air. Oh you know, God. off these waves and it's cruising past us. Next thing you know, it stops and turns around. <laughs> we keep going and we're like, what's, what are they doing? And, uh, and then Josiah starts, he just starts getting, he's just like, uh, it's not fun. Hey, it's kind of scary you know, yeah. when you're out there and the boat's moving all around and there's these gigantic waves and the water's flowing up over the side of your boat. Yeah. And, uh, and I think he's a little scared. He's getting a little sick. And so he goes under the cabin and sits there, and I was like, well, I'll go down with him. Even though they said it's kind of better to be out, I think for him he just needed a change of scenery. Yeah. So I went in, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm getting kind of like every time I move, 
I'm well, like, I was going to say, like, like oh. is anyone getting sick at this point? Emily and Anne were having fun. <laughs> like, wow. But I was like, ever since my concussion a couple years ago, like, motion has really got to me, and I always forget about it until I'm moving like yeah, that. Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go. That, that's that feeling. So I'm yeah. sitting there like, all right, just, I just <laughs> keep your eyes closed <laughs> and breathe. <laughs> and I'm like, your eyes ain't closed, buddy. Keep them closed. Because <laughs> like, I'm like trying to, and it was probably a half hour of this. I would have passed out. And it, had, it hadn't really gotten better yet. And I was at that point, like we started at seven. We had four hours. It was like 8.15. Yeah. And I was about, and I was, I walked out and I was about ready to say the cat to the captains like, hey, this is bad shit crazy, but this ain't going to work. Like, and, but as I'm walking out, they were turning around and they turned around and said like, it's pretty rough out here. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> and, even uh, they thought it. I didn't even have to say anything. They were like, it's pretty rough out here. We thought it was going to like once, once it got out here, but the winds today were just, they were just brutal. And there was the full moon. So that really affected the tide. They're like, we thought it would clear out, but it's not really getting as, as smooth as we, we want it to be. And so we're thinking about just hitting up the sound and fishing for sharks. I'm like, Sounds good. Let's uh, yeah. do it. And once we turned around, though, the ride got so much smoother because you're going with the waves. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Josiah started perking up. But it was really cool because we got to the sound around, you know, 845 uh-huh. and f- fished for like an hour and a half. But like as soon as we got there, there was a bunch of jellyfish in the water. Huh. So he scooped one up and we got a chance to ask all our questions about jellyfish. Huh. It's a cannonball jellyfish and they don't sting. So we got one in the net. Josiah got to hold it. No way. Um, yep. And sometimes there's little like crabs that sit inside. That's where they live inside the jellyfish. What? I never yeah, knew that. So and we looked for some, but they, the only thing you got to do with the cannonball jellyfish is if you handle them, you really got to wash your hands uh. um, because if you do touch yourself, it's like a num- it's more of a numbing uh. um, feeling. Which I guess would be good to know if you're like injured or something and mm. just find a jellyfish and rub it on yourself. And then. Uh, we put the bait out and then like one of my dreams come true. Like my rod, all of a sudden the drag goes, you know, and it's pulling in. So I grabbed it, yanked up and start reeling in. And it's like, it's a big fish. And I have no idea. And then next thing you know, it's like a three foot shark, wow. you know, on the end of it. And, uh, we got to, got to reel that in and hold a shark and show the kids its teeth and give a little shark biology lesson and caught a few other smaller sharks after that. What kind of shark um, was it? It was an American uh, sharp nose shark. Hmm. And then there was a black tipped shark that was a baby that Emily caught. Huh. And, and they, the guy's like, this might've been this dude's first meal. <laughs> wow. It was, it was pretty, I mean, it was like a, I mean, it was a big fish. If you'd have caught a fish that big around here, you'd have been like, Holy crap, this is a big fish. Yeah. Um, but out there it was small and, um, but it was kind of cool to do that. Um, we'll probably stick with inshore fishing for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just sound fishing. Um, you know, we did that. And then the one, the other big thing we did was a kayaking, you know, a kayak tour over to Little Tybee Island, which is an uninhabited island uh, that Emily really wanted to go over to. Um, so we got two tandem kayaks with another group or with a tour guide and paddled across the back river which is a pretty big river that empties into the ocean to get to little Tybee. But uh-huh. the guide said that weather that day was perfect. Like there's one Creek 
that goes into the island that she said she can only access like twice a year or six times a year huh. um, because but because of the way it's set up and the conditions and we were able to go back that creek today. So wow. it's really, I love it when it's fun for the guide too. And the guide is like, oh my gosh, this is such a rare experience. Yeah. Um, they're super excited too. And we did that and it was fun going over there even though there was a lot of big swells mm-hmm. um, on a kayak. I was having a lot of fun because I'm like, I know this is safe. This thing ain't tipping over. And it was, it was fun. And I'm in, I'm in control. I can feel the boat. I can Mm -hmm. see the waves. I think part of the boat, I couldn't see out the front. Oh yeah. So whatever's coming, whatever's coming, you don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that would have made a huge difference. Um, yeah, but that was, we just had an overall good time. But by Friday we were just like, I mean, cause it had been, you know, eight days at this point. We left the Wednesday before, so it'd been seven, and then Thursday, eight, Friday, and then by Friday, we were like, I'm, re- I'm we're done. Like, yeah. we're having fun, but like, you know, you have to get home, and you're like, and then you kind of just want to get home. Yeah. But the feet, the thoughts of like, but we've had some things scheduled for Friday. Like we scheduled a beach ecology trip with a guy, Dr. Joe's beach ecology tours where for three hours you'd go out at low tide and he'd show you all kinds of things in the sand that you wouldn't otherwise see. Yeah. Um, all those little tiny holes uh-huh. that are in the beach. Like some of those holes are ghost shrimp huh. and they're like five feet deep. And he had these tools that you could put in there and like suction them out of their holes. And uh, ghost shrimp are really cool. They're almost translucent with some bright orange around their heads. Huh. Um, so we got to see a bunch of those. We pulled some out. Can we you caught eat them? some. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But they, yeah. they've never. The ones we pulled out, he said, these guys have probably never seen the light of day. Jeez. Huh? <laughs> because uh, they live underground. Um, then we caught some hermit crabs in some of the tidal pools. And then we got this big cast net that we went, took out in the water. It wasn't a cast net. It was, this, I don't know what kind of net, but it was big, long. It was like 30 feet long. Yeah. And so Josiah and I held the one end while Dr. Joe went out into the surf and came around and we just pulled in a ton of little fish and uh, caught a little teeny tiny puffer fish. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it was like the size of a fingernail. Oh, wow. Um, but to see it blow up and then just like float around in the water. And then we caught a, uh, a, a cow nose ray, you know, huh. a big ray. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and he's thrilled because he's like, I haven't caught one of these in a long time. Mm. And to catch one, he's like, this was really special. So another time where your guide is like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, you never know what you're going to find uh, out here. And he's like, this was pretty awesome. But Saturday morning, we decided we're just going to, we're just going to send it, yeah. leave at five o'clock and get home. We got home around five o'clock in the afternoon. It was about 12 hours nice. yeah. total. God, I love those long car rides. It's it's weird because like, you know, Friday you're like, you're ready to go. And you're like, you know, we could stop halfway again, which we should have if we known the weather was such so shitty when we got back. Like, yeah. um, but then, uh, but then you start driving home and then you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Like yeah. we really are driving. You go from ready to go home to like. Oh man, like, I don't Dude, that's don't so know. funny. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. There's such a shift in emotions. Yeah. Because it, it uh, I can't even like begin to describe like what that is, but I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like uh the day before we leave to go home for the beach, I'm always like, okay, yeah, I'm good. But on the mm-hmm. drive home, you're always like, does it have to be over? I know. Like, Reality has definitely set in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, huh. kids, kids had a blast. I mean, we, we went out, we spent a, 
a lot. I didn't even keep track how much money we spent because I know, like, listen, we've been saving a ton of money. Yeah, just go enjoy. I'm not even going to worry about it. I got, you know, but then, like, when I'm down there, like, anybody that's called me, like, I'm already booked out, you know, through July, uh-huh. you know, with work. Anybody that's called, I've just been like, I'm sorry, I'm out of office till June 1st. Like, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll call you back then. And, like, I got home. Got ready to work on another job. I haven't called anybody yet. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what it is. Like, I've got all this work lined up already. And I just, I don't know. That phone likes a thousand pounds. Like, I don't even want to. So, did did yeah. you even keep a list of who to call back? I've got, I've got a little list, you know. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. I have no desire. Because I'm like, I don't really even want to schedule. I think it's overall has to do with my business too. Like I need to either hire, I need to hire somebody that can, can work or I need to hire a secretary Yeah, to schedule or even somebody that can just go take pictures, maybe figure out how to do some estimation stuff like that, that can actually just go to those clients yeah. at some point, take pictures of everything they want done. Here's a list of questions I need. And then I can talk to them. Yeah. Something like that because I, I hate working and then go doing estimates and then doing the estimate oh, yeah. and doing all of this stuff that like, you know, you could have somebody else do. But at the same time, I also don't want to change how <laughs> I do my business. <laughs> I was talking to Justin about the same thing. He like hit me up and he's at that same point in his career where he's like, what do I do? Like I have all this work and people keep coming and I don't want to turn people away, but I can't handle anything else. Yeah. Like, like I'm at max capacity. So do I lose money and turn people away or do I bring someone on or do I just bear down and do the work? Like, what do you, what do you do? And I think, yeah, you have to make that decision. Like, yeah. Cause you, if you like, hire people, it changes how you do your business. Yeah. It changes your business and becomes less about you doing what you love to do yeah. and more about teaching other people how to do it, which is fine. And you running a business instead of just everyone always says, Oh, do it. You love to do it. Do it. And that's fine. But then what if you're successful? Mm hmm. Well, do you just turn, do you turn people away and just keep on keeping on? But then people be like, you're crazy, man. You could make so much money. But I'm like, yeah, but then it would change what I do. Yeah. Oh, so, I know. I don't know. I know. Or do you hire somebody who wants to run a business and run it for you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've had, there's a family member of mine who is always saying to me, when you get to the point where you need like a secretary or you need someone to do that, like, let me know. And I haven't gotten to that point yet, but you know, part of me is like, it would be kind of nice to have someone to help answer emails or to field calls or, yeah, um, get me scheduled and stuff like that and to say, Hey, Tim, here are your shoots. You know, that'd be nice. Yeah. Cause yeah, people don't realize like when you have a business, it's the, the painting aspect is only a fraction of what it is. Yeah. You're, there's correspondence. There's, you know, yeah, estimates. There's working out like prices for your, equipment picking up products yeah delivering products yeah there's a whole lot to it the painting mm. part's easy yeah that's the you easy know. part being at the shoot for me is like okay i know this but mm-hmm. everything that gets to that point and then when you're done invoicing billing collecting uh-huh. payment uh-huh. you know following up making sure everybody's happy you know it's it's a lot i know it's a lot more than i thought it was going to be when i started you uh-huh. know? which isn't a bad thing it's just something to know yeah. It does make me wonder like like what if there is somebody else who does know how to run a business and I just say here. 
here's what I want to make. Can I just forward all the calls here <laughs> and you insert me? Here's the hours I'm going to work. I'm still going to tell you when I can and can't work. Yeah. But you bid it, estimate it, however you want to do it. But here's what I want to make. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's, ba- there's bound to be someone out so, there who'd, who'd want to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just then trying to decide, do you want to do that? But anyway, <laughs> vacation was, it, it really was great. It really was fun just spending time with just the four of us. Were you able you know? to so. detach from the world? Um, for the most part, yes. I took Facebook. I did put it back on my phone, and then it was creeping back in, you know. And then, so I took it off. I just took it off again. I was like, listen, I don't even want to. And there was lots of times where I wanted to, like, get on and then tag certain of the businesses that we were at just yeah. to tag them, put, put their business out there. But I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to do that. I'll do it when I get home. And then like, I, I didn't even put any pictures up. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I go to your page like every three days. Hoping. Nothing. Yeah, I, nothing. Yeah. I go to your page like, and then thankfully you texted me some stuff. So I got to see, Yeah, but like, I was like hoping to see like some updates and I was like, Oh, John's like really living the moment there, and, which and, is, which is how it should be. And ever since like I've been back, I'm just like I'll scroll through on the computer. I'm like, I just I haven't I haven't needed to use Facebook as much as I thought I needed to use it. Yeah, that's good. So it's like, is it really time to pull the plug? Like, and just it's like I don't want to totally just in case somebody does need to send me a message or something like that. Yeah, fine. and I still like Facebook Marketplace, which I feel like they need a separate app. Oh, I for agree. Marketplace, I agree, hundred percent. Um, where you could even sign up for an account, not even be on Facebook, uh-huh. but have a marketplace account. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I like I haven't posted anything. I've really not even commented on anything for the past couple of weeks, and it's just like this is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, I unfortunately have been consuming so much, but that's because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've watched more movies in this past week than I have probably in the well, past 10 years. I think you've had a pretty good excuse to yeah. kick back, relax, heal, and do that stuff. Yeah, whenever you have a fever of 101 and your nose is full of blood, there's not much you can Any do. Any good movies? <laughs> I haven't. Dude, I'm so lame when it comes to movies. Like, I just went on streaming services and I was like, I'm going to rewatch Christopher or Christian Bale's Batman trilogy. And I'm like, I'm going to go watch uh, all the Mission Impossibles. <laughs> and I like, you know, like all the yeah. stuff that I dug whenever I was mm-hmm. like 20 and, and younger. Probably, they probably are different. Like you feel like I won't be interested in it. Yeah. But then you watch it and you're like, oh, man, I missed all that stuff. Yeah. Like the thing is, there's people I don't connect with a lot of people mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, except for Tom Cruise, except for Tom. He gets me <laughs> Scientology. But like um, I if I talk to peers my age, they're so into finding like these documentaries on Netflix and, and all of these new things. Like, have you seen this whale one? Have you seen this one about how fishing and eating fish is bad? Like that's a big one out right now. How eating fish is terrible for you. And, um, fishing is bad for the environment. That's like a huge one. That's out. Well, so fucking spray on sunscreen dipshits. (laughs) But, but, and then there's uh, people are really into their crime shows. And then people are all about finding these new stuff. Like I hate, I just hate yeah. new shit. Documentaries all have an agenda. Yeah, exactly. All of, that doesn't mean they're all bad, right. but they all have an agenda. So if you watch one, hey, you got to watch its counterpart, the counterpart too. Yeah. And then you got to figure out what's in the middle. And, and I'm like, so why bother? I know. And the thing is, like, I, and I don't know what it is about me that doesn't like new stuff. Uh, maybe that's just me being like, 
whatever content mm-hmm. with, content sure. with what I already have. But I was totally fine rewatching the Mission Impossibles. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't need to see this new action movie that came out with Ryan Reynolds. Like I don't I don't need it's actually, to. It's actually pretty good. Six Underground or whatever it's called. Oh, I don't. I'm sure. It's, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. But I just don't have a desire. Um, like all like all the new Marvel movies. Like screw that. You will never catch me watching. And like, mm-hmm. you'll never catch me watching that. I'll watch them, but it's not like. I know what each one of them is or yeah. that I'm like, I need to watch that right away. I watched fast and furious one and, uh, I started like halfway into two. Well, you're going to have to get through them because F nine's coming out. I wanted to get your opinion on that. What's your opinion on F nine? So freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <man. Like>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love F one dude. Yeah. That movie to me is like, incredible yeah like, everything about it's incredible yeah that one was realistic like yeah. you could actually see some of that stuff happening in your car yeah you yeah. know um and even like the stunts they did like okay yeah you yeah. jumping jumping across the train tracks yeah could have happened driving yeah. under the truck yep could have happened yeah the second one which obviously the second and third ones are kind of those the like, second whenever they jump on the boat is that's whenever they when lost it started me. i feel yeah. like yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's when, when they lost me or like ejecto cuz <laughs> yeah that's awesome um but the boat jump that's the one that's the one it lost me and <laughs> yeah. then tokyo drift was they were just drifting so, so drifting. that was just fun but then once the fourth one started and they're jumping like off the train and all that stuff i'm like all right yeah now it's now it's just become like Let's just see how crazy we can do this. Dude, it's still entertaining. Dude, I still like the characters. The funniest shit ever. And my brother and our friend Will and I, we always, like, we're, ever since we saw the pre- previews, we've been laughing at this. The whole theme of Mission, or Fast and Furious is family first. That's like right. the whole theme is family. Yeah. And then F9, all of a sudden, Dom's like, I got a brother. <laughs> I know. It, which kind of is like, no, you don't. Stop it. But it's like a family comes first. You think that he would try to reconcile with his brother in the first eight movies. Yeah. Why have you never even brought it up? <laughs> yeah. You have a brother. But like. family's first. And all of a sudden, John Cena comes in. Yeah. It's and I and probably it's intentionally ridiculous. They probably know that that it's just yeah. like let's just see how ridiculous we can get it. Yeah. Um, I'm still gonna go see yeah, it I will uh, too. in the theaters, and uh, it sucks because don't if you're on Facebook and you see trailers, do not read the comments because it's out in certain parts of the world, oh. and you'll see spoilers. And I saw a couple, and I was like, mother, like really like yeah and i stopped reading once i realized that they were actually legit talking about them driving into space oh my god (laughs) i was like yeah so there you go spoiler alert i'm obsessed with the first one i quote it to this day yeah oh it's it's a good one but uh anyway i mean gosh (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i know just pointed to the fast and furious tattoo i love on that my arm <laughs> it yeah. fits perfectly in there just right in line with the phoenix and yeah pushing the block back in Boop. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but i've just been consuming a lot and i'm really ready for me to be healed and i, I think we'll just wrap it up with this really quick i was talking to uh a, a friend of mine about like just life in general and like stressors and i was like it's so funny how Whenever you don't have your health, nothing in the world matters but being healthy again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I've been wanting is like, man, I don't like, yeah, I care about my business and it's whatever, but it's not my priority. My priority is like getting healthy and like yeah. taking care of what I have once I have it at a healthy space and how much I miss like 
working out and like going on walks and like, you know, doing weight stuff. Like I just miss all that. Yeah. And, um, that's like all I want right now is just to be healthy again. So yeah, it is whenever something shifts in your life and you don't have be able, you aren't able to do what you used to be able to do. It's like, Oh, this sucks. I want that back. Yeah. (laughs) And nothing else matters. Nothing holds as much weight as it once did. So, yep. Well, good talk. Yeah, it's good. Well, everybody have a great week. Hopefully you're enjoying the summer weather. Is it summer yet? Not yet. Hello, 93 degrees. I have a shoot tomorrow. That's going to suck. And it's downtown Harrisburg. And then we're going to uh, Little Buffalo State Park, which is also going to be hot. Dude, yeah. It's going to be hot tomorrow. I know. Good luck. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone have a great week. Talk to you soon. Yeah.